Krishna Krishna yes Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Hare Krishna, Hare Bol. <laughs> I thank you so much for uh, reinterpreting the tradition. Uh, uh, there is a certain way such a festival is done, but as we will hear, I did not know that you would be so creative. As we will hear, it is uh, necessary to move on with the tradition. Otherwise, traditions become like dusty museums where they only go once a year and then you're so bored, you leave it for something more interesting. Uh, so, how to keep the principles and how to move on is always a deciding question. So, I see there's Madame Mohan who has a garland. Mm. Wow, this is uh, <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. First of all, I'm very, very grateful, and I do like uh, magic and creativity and uh, art, and uh, what a wonderful rendition of that pastime uh, which we heard. Uh, in, uh, told by His Holiness Indra Dumna Maharaj how nicely you have put this uh, mirror pastimes in the night. I did not know that you would do this. I also prepared a mirror pastimes. I, I did a few more researches and I'd like to share this later, later, later. Uh, yes, my dear devotees, but I would like to give this ceremony a framing I'm not sure if all of, if we can maybe move a little bit more, uh, maybe up till here, because I see devotees before the door not able to enter. Good, yes. Yes, that. This ceremony is called Vyasa Puja. Why is it Vyasa Puja if we worship Sachinandan Swami? Shouldn't it be called Sachinandan Swami Puja, this festival? Why Vyasa Puja? What has Vyasa to do with all of this? Well, mm, uh, let me mm, uh, first of all mm, say 
that by our tradition, Gaudiya tradition, it is customary in old times to worship Srila Vyasadeva because it is through him that the transcendental or spiritual knowledge that forms the foundation of our life as devotees has come into the world. He's an incarnation of Krishna who brought Krishna into the world by uh, bringing the Shastras which describe Krishna into the world. There's a very nice verse in the Bhagavatam glorifying Vasudev. Mm, it reads in English, I offer my respectful obeisances unto Srila Vyasadev, the incarnation of Vasudev, Krishna, who compiled the Vedic scriptures. The pure devotees drink up the nectarian transcendental knowledge dropping from the lotus-like mouth of the Lord. So Krishna speaks his transcendental knowledge, it is uh, nectar which comes out of his uh, mouth and uh, Vyasadev catches this and brings it into the world so that we can drink this knowledge. Uh, if you could please join me, I want to chant this mantra in Sanskrit with all of us. Namastasmai Bhagavate Namastasmai Bhagavate Vasudevaya Vedase Vasudevaya Vedase Papugyanam Ayam Somya Papugyanam Ayam Somya Yanmukam Buru Hasavam Yanmukam Buru I offer my respectful obeisances unto Srila Vyasadev, the incarnation of Vasudev, who compiled the Vedic scriptures. The pure devotees drink up the nectarian, transcendental knowledge dropping from the lotus-like mouth of the Lord. Yes. So this is Vyasadev. Uh, or Srila Vyasadev Dvaipayana and puja means worship. On, on this day we take the opportunity to express our gratitude to the person uh, uh, Vyasadev by some of you are not yet listening mm -hmm. On this day, we take the opportunity to express our gratitude to Vyasadev by approaching the person who takes the role of representing Srila Vyasadev. Uh, or more precisely, we honor the person who is most close to us as the one who gives us knowledge. That's our own spiritual master. So it's actually Vyasadev whom we worship, but in order to worship him, we go to the person who is closest to us, whom we can serve, from whom we can listen in life, uh, because he comes in a chain, the parampara of Srila Vyasadev. Yeah. Uh, by by you know, sometimes we have this, no? You touch something here and 
the sound comes uh, somewhere else. You know, it travels. So you or you, mm, yeah, in a chain of people, you touch the last person in the chain, and uh, somehow pe the people start to move so that the first person can uh, can get a signal, and so so on. There is a. Um, mm, example of this in Chaitanya Leela. Uh, the time had come mm, for uh, this ceremony to be done. It's, it's a ceremony uh, or a festival which is done like Jamashtami, Radashtami, Ramnavami and so on. So the time had come to worship Vyasadev. Uh, the time is ex exactly, I was surprised, I've written it down, it's uh, arranged on the Ashada Purnima day. That's the fifth day of the waning moon. It happens in January, February, you know, when the two months come together. I, I believe it's around this time, uh, apparently. So then is when all, all over the old world, people would come together, uh, the saints in the Dandakaranya forest would do come together. The saints in, uh, uh, who lived in Bararikashrama, and they would arrange this Vyasapuja festival to arrange to, to worship Vyasadev. So uh, in Navadvip, all the Navadvipasis came together, and Sitchetanya and Nityananda were there. They met in the spacious house of Srivas Thakur. Srivas Thakur had the ru rule book in the hand. You know, you see this often in our priests. There's so much to remember that they can't remember it. So they have a book where these mantras and now do this, now do that, and so on is explained. So Shivas was telling there, and was standing there, and he was instructing Nityananda. Nityananda, now you take this garland here, for, and you put it around the picture of Vyasadev. Nityananda got the garland. He looked at the picture of Vyasadev but he didn't put the garland around it. Now the devotees in Navadvi were not surprised because Nityananda is an Avaduta. He, he never follows the rules <laughs> mm, or, or most of the time not. Mm. So Shiva said, no Nityananda, now do you have the garland? Put it around. There's the picture. Nityananda looked around and then he saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he quickly went to him and in the most respectful way garlanded Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm, uh, uh, mm. So uh, with this simple gesture Nityananda estab established a very significant truth. Uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was present there as the representative of Vyasadev, the modern Vyasadev. Vyasadev had written 
some thousands of years before the Vedic scriptures. But here was Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very close, the direct representative, uh, not different from Vyasadeva. And therefore, he uh, uh, was given the garland by Lord Nityananda because Lord Nityananda uh, established, go to the person who is closest. Still at this time in India, you will find people worshipping uh, Srila Vyasadev on, on this uh, particular day, Ashat Purnima, mm, and so on. Uh, but uh, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, that's us who follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, go on this day and take shelter at the lotus feet of our own spiritual master, our present spiritual master. This is the real meaning of Yasa Puja, uh, which is done usually um, on the appearance or birthday of our spiritual master. Do you understand the idea? Mm, very good. Mm, so it is a chance which we have to express our gratitude. There are certain protocols which we observe. For instance, uh, uh, later you will see individual devotees reading um, their own expression of gratitude. And you have been asked, I believe, by Nityananda Kari to submit your own uh, realizations, uh, your own appreciations and gratitude uh, for the, a book which will later be presented. <coughs> now, the idea is to express on one day uh, the opportunity to say thank you very much and to not just say thank you but to explain for what we are gr grateful. Mm, that is the tradition. The tradition also has it that on this day uh, we, were, uh, we wash the feet of the spiritual master um, and uh, then uh, the idea is that his kripa, his mercy is then coming into the charanamrita and then it is drunk. It's a traditional uh, uh, practice which is all about making our connection to the spiritual master. I feel, my dear devotees, traditions have two aspects. They are like fireplaces, who, the, the chairman, who, who have ashes on one side, that is what is burned, it is past, and then they have the living fire which dances uh, and which is alive now and gives heat now. When we deal with the traditions of Krishna consciousness, we need to know and make sure that we don't stay with the ashes. We need to make sure that we are with the living fire. Srila uh, Prabhupada is known as an 
one who created, uh, who took principles and then adopted them according to time, place and circumstances. He was mm, sometimes uh, criticized by uh, members of his, uh, the institution in which he grew up, uh, the Gaudiya Mart, um, uh, and Prabhupada wrote about this criticism. He said, sometimes our Indian friends, he did not want to say my God brothers at that time, and, and uh, others, they come to us they watch the Krishna consciousness movement and they say, <coughs> this has not been done, that has not been done. No? Uh, for instance, this very strict separation of men and women, mm, so much so that ladies were not allowed in the ashrams. Mm, he was criticized for this with uh, these critics would come to Golokadam, they would see the majority of Pujaris are ladies. Oh. Um, and Prabhupada uh, answered to this uh, criticism in a very uh, nice way. He said, uh, the, the tradition has to be adopted according to time, uh, place and circumstances, but the principles the principles have to be uh, kept uh, alive. This ceremony, my dear devotees, is not so much about foot washing. It's not so much about flower rains and mm, uh, so on. It is about expressing gratitude. That is the idea. And uh, that is the principle mm, here. Srila Prabhupada remarked also about his own spiritual master that, oh, you, you have served old wine in new glasses. Have you heard this? It's in the poem, Adore You All, the blessed day, no? The form has changed, but the substance is the same. That's very important, my dear devotees. Our movement for Krishna consciousness will be successful when it is able to remain relevant to contemporary people uh, by taking these timeless, eternal and wonderful spiritual principles and giving them the shape that is appropriate. Uh, that's very, very, very important. Let ISKCON not become a museum with dust on the books uh, and on the altars where no one goes any longer because they feel this was maybe relevant to people in other times. At the same time, let ISKCON not lose the principles, the eternal principles. It's very important. I like to think of the guru-disciple relationship in uh, a way which uh, Krishna Chetra Maharaj expressed very nicely on, uh, on his last Vyasa Puja 
in, uh, he was in Mayapur. He had this ceremony. And he said, and, uh, he likes to think of the spiritual master like a, a teacher who teaches a certain art. Uh, um, like in the Middle Ages, there were masters who knew, for instance, to make sculptures or who knew to make nice paintings or who knew how to build nice houses in certain ways using materials like wood and the stone and the clay. You know, and they would teach people who were usually young boys and I only know in Middle Age it was only boys, I think. Maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, they would teach them. And then these people who were taught moved up and became, I think I explained this already, journeymen. This is, uh, they had successfully finished their period of apprenticeship and now they could take more responsibility in the workshop of their master. And finally, uh, they became uh, masters themselves. Srila Prabhupada, he mm, saw his movement also like this. He said, I'm teaching you now so that you can teach later. No? And he told me personally, and I was very shocked at that time because it was not in my thinking. He told me personally, you have to become a guru. I thought, <laughs> never. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't, and there was no place in my mind to think about this because it was so new. He, he I had never... There are some places in his books where he says this, but I had uh, overread them. I had not; it had not struck. But if you learn properly, my dear devotees, you will become a journeyman. They're called journeymen. You know, after being an apprentice, you become a journeyman and then a master. Yes, you do this not to be in the spiritual circles, not to become so-called important. You do this as a service to the parampara, because you know then only the line of uh, uh, gurus can uh, go on. This is very, very important, my dear devotees. I'm sitting here and Perhaps you know uh, the foot washing ceremony. I really always think, is there another way to express uh, uh, this? Uh, it's so I don't know what a new person will think when he comes into such a gathering. Um, and uh, he will think uh, he's not able to wash his feet on his own. <laughs> Uh, he, he lacks soap perhaps or, or you know maybe he washes only one he washes himself only once a month so now the feet have come to a stage where they are so smelly that uh, uh, but why has it why does it need to be done in public uh, you know the new person has has uh, these questions mm -hmm. And I have these questions also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
But that is maybe because I'm a shy person in essence, maybe. Uh, uh, I'm very, very, very aware that in our uh, that traditions give us something in our hand so that we can worship and express anything. For instance, the Aratic ceremony. It's such a beautiful ceremony which our tradition gives us. But I sometimes feel that our devotees don't understand what it's all about. They don't understand the principles. They, they, will, they speak in the corridors. Let, oh yeah, they do the circles now in the temple. It's not about circles. That's only a way to express something. Just like a book is not about the letters, it's about the message which comes through. No? And the Aratic ceremony is a wonderful way, uh, I, I like it so much, it is so nice, to express uh, to Radha and Krishna, you are the Lord of everything. We offer to you the elements of this world, earth, water, fire and ether. Everything is anyways use, yours, but through the process of bhakti we reconnect uh, what has been separated uh, falsely from you. No? So also, uh, uh, it's important for me to say this uh, ceremony which you have just seen is given by our tradition as a way to, yeah, to help us to express our gratitude by uh, doing something which is a puja, uh, a, a ceremony of worship. Yes. Um, what do we learn when we come to the workshop of the Guru? Uh, I quoted uh, one of my God brothers who said uh, we are like, uh, is the word apprentices? That's the English word, apprentices. No, we, we learn something. What is it that we learn? My dear devotees, we learn a very important craft. Sometimes I'm afraid that with so much around, going around in a movement where so many different peoples come, that this is uh, overlooked. Mm. When I was in Radhadesh, I talked to one a devotee about this. This is the purpose of Iskot. And he, he said, Maharaj, I have no time to listen to this. I'm really concerned about this issue, that issue, that issue. And I said, but, but, but it's not ab about this. We are learning to transform our heart here. It's about that. The devotee said, but Maharaj, there are so many problems. And <laughs> For me, the discussion became difficult because I felt I could not share my enthusiasm and my reason for still being in Krishna consciousness. I am aware of the problems, I hear them, but I also hear the Bhagavatam and I think we should give, give value to the timeless principles. 
And later then I, I, I went to all the devotees and said, please, do I miss something here? I, do I become irrelevant in ISKCON? Maybe, because I don't know the problems so much, I know a little, uh, but I'm not so concerned to talk about them. And they said, well, you have to understand the young generation, they uh, invested so much faith in the movement. Yes, I said, but they, were they not told to invest faith in the process? Isn't it about, oh, Maharaj, I want to be in your world, said, said the older devotees. Uh, you are in a very nice world. No, mm, uh, and afterwards, I slept, uh, I slept, uh, I mean, in the night I slept, uh, and I dreamt about this and I processed all of this in a dream and I went to the devotee with whom I had this exchange and I said Prabhu I might have been a little insensitive yes I'm also sad uh, when I hear about all these things but I heard about this from day number one that human beings make mistakes and there were so many mistakes in the old times, you can't believe how many mistakes. We didn't know anything. Uh, but I'm, I, I should do both. I I'm, I'm, will look with both eyes. One is I will look at the movement, but the other I will always look in the Bhagavatam and so on, because there are the solutions for this. My dear devotees, you have joined an ancient tradition with, with a very high promise that you can be part of Krishna's world. What did you think when you saw the devotees making these, this amazing illustration of, of uh, Indra Domna Maharaj's uh, kata? What did you think? Well, who played Radharani most probably, you thought? Oh, I, I like the marrow, uh, you know. <laughs> Did you ever think that this could have been something that the, the organizers of the festivals, I, I didn't know that we would have this, thought is uh, important to, to me that they would do this in the very beginning? Was it just some entertainment? My dear devotees, I want to tell you, it is about what I feel these days. I feel, I've watched two people who are irreplaceable uh, die. I am also thinking I will die for the first time in my life. And I think I should use the time which I have my eyes, my ears, to enter the kingdom of the deathlessness. There's a verse, and I will share this with you, which uh, uh, gives you a little idea what I want to teach those who are interested to be my disciples and learn from me. I want to teach them in reach. I'm known in our movement, uh, 
at least in the old days, I was a very, very, very active outreach preacher, uh, doing namhatas, starting retreats, giving japa, uh, and so on and so forth. And I was on Sanketan, distributing books, outreach, outreach, outreach. But I have seen if devotees don't practice an inreach, they will not uh, sustain Krishna consciousness and leave our movement because they are not satisfied only by outreach. In outreach, what we do is we serve our spiritual, uh, we serve Srila Prabhupada and his mission. That is very important. In, when we do inreach, we try to understand, well, what's that mission which I'm serving? What's, what is it all about? I remember <laughs> once Prabhupada, he went with, uh, went with devotees in, uh, it was in Los Angeles. Uh, there is a beach, there's a town before Los Angeles, it's called Laguna Beach. I visited there actually uh, last year. Uh, and uh, yeah, there is a beach you can walk, Prabhupada did walk there. And uh, one day he said, are you reading my books? And one devotee was there. He said, we distributed so many books in this month. Prabhupada said, are you also reading my books? Prabhupada, so many books were distributed. <laughs> are you also reading my books? It took Prabhupada three times to ask this question before the devotee understood Prabhupada wants to, doesn't want to know numbers at this moment. He wants to know if I am reading his book. Then Prabhupada said, I've not written these books only for the outside people. I've written them for you. And then he said, if you don't read, soon there will be no more Haribol, Haribol. <laughs> you will believe. You've, we are human beings. We need to fill our heart with something that makes sense, that nourishes us, something that, that fills this terrible, painful, aching hole in the heart, which is there because we left Krishna. I would like to read you from the Bhagavatam. This verse, which is all about this, because you need to know what, what you are learning in the, in, in the workshop, you know. Tada Puman Mukta Samasta Bandanas Tad Bhava Bhavanu Kita Shayakiti Nidakta Bijanu Shayo Mahiyasa Bhakti prayogena samedya dokshayam. This describes what we do in Krishna consciousness. The devotee is freed by his devotional service from all material contamination because he constantly thinks of the Lord's pastimes and because his mind and body have been converted to spiritual qualities. 
And then the purple Prabhupada says, because one thinks constantly in this way, you know, thinking about Krishna, one's present material body and mind are fully spiritualized and the needs of one's material body completely vanish from one's existence. And then he gives an example. When an iron rod is put into a fire, it becomes first warmer and warmer. And when it is red hot, it is no longer an iron rod, but it is fire. You know everything. Similarly, when a devotee constantly engages in devotional service, and the point is, and thinks of the Lord, in his original Krishna consciousness, he no longer has any material activities, for his body is spiritualized. It's a wonderful verse. I was always looking for this, for a verse in the Bhagavatam about transformation and found it. If you like to read it in your own time, it's seventh canto, seventh chapter, verse 36. Seven, seven, 36. So what we learn here is spiritual alchemy. We want you to become gold or spiritualized, uh, fully Krishna conscious. And for that, we, that is those who are representing Vyasadev, need your more better co cooperation, my dear devotees. We need that you see the point and you, we need that you understand this is what we learn in this workshop. This is what we have chosen. Uh, uh, the craft which we learn as apprentices, ships, then as journeymen, and finally we are masters in this school, is nothing short than spiritual alchemy or the art of transforming the heart that has turned away from Krishna into a heart that has turned to Krishna. It is now always thinking of Krishna and not forgetting Krishna at any moment. Hare Krishna. I wanted to explain this. Uh, uh, so first of all, it was my uh, purpose to uh, explain a little what is Vyasa Puja, what does Vyasa Dev uh, do in this ceremony. And uh, I wanted to show you that uh, when we worship Vyasa Dev, we worship actually a line of teachers that uh, ends with the teacher who's closest to us at the present moment. And uh, what do we do exactly on this day? We express our gratitude for what we have received. I wanted to also point out with my example of fire and ashes that uh, in the tradition you have both things. You have the living tradition that which is alive, that burns very brightly and nicely and you have the old ashes 
also. That is what is from the past and it has no longer Shakti. Uh, therefore, mm, I wanted to point out that a tradition needs to remain alive. It needs to keep burning. <laughs> and finally, I wanted to show you mm, a little bit what we exactly learn, what you are, uh, what, 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 what is the opportunity. Okay. Now, since today is my birthday, I want to also say something personal. <laughs> I have uh, tried to be a representative and say I'm unlimitedly grateful. I'm very much and uh, am happy today. I'm a little nervous, as you see, because uh, you know we are simply not used to this any longer. It was three years where we didn't meet. It was only online things and also last year I don't remember there were not so many devotees isn't it Gaurari? it was an online event no? with some devotees who had managed to uh, to, to, uh, to, to tr travel and come no? so um, yes therefore I'm out of practice really <laughs> for celebrating big Vyasa Pujas but I Uh, and um, I want to say I'm very, very grateful. My dear devotees, as I expressed a few days ago, uh, I do know that for many to come here is very, very difficult. I, I heard of the devotee. There's one devotee from Bosnia who came, um, although really not having any Lakshmi. I heard also from Serbia, I have seen devotees have come, I've seen with my own eyes. And um, yes, and you all come. And I know you come because there's affection in your heart. You think this relationship is valuable and relevant for your life. And uh, I feel very honored. I feel very, um, you know, an individual devotee. We, we I, I speak with my God brothers, we don't think we are someone, we are special. We, we just think that Chia Prabhupada took us when we, when I was very young. I, I became, I started to read uh, his books when I was 15 years old, only 15, one five. Uh, and I did make up my mind to become a devotee, but I had to wait a little, I mean 15. So I joined when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, Like you, I have done a journey. Like you, I have seen many things that have totally induced me. And I've also seen those things which have done exactly the opposite. I have the same life only now, where as I was since some time 
I'm given a room I don't have to sleep with. Ten people in a room, in, in the same room, and so on. There's a little bit more comfort than it used to be, but most of my life, everything was very austere. We were not so, so we were just a pioneer movement and very, very poor. We needed to bag our food in the early times. So I wanted to say I can understand uh, what you are going through uh, because, um, yes, I, had, I have a similar experience. Maybe a little bit more austerity, I think, in the old times there were. But, but in essence, it is the same experience and the same pleasures, the same pains, and so on. And just I want to speak for my, myself a little. I don't just want to, on this day, repeat the philosophy and present it, although I like to do that very much, as you can see. Mm. But I can give you a tip. I'm now approaching my 70s birthday. Now it's 69, I believe. Mm. According to the Indian calculation, it is 70. I'm today 70, but European 69. Uh, and I want to tell you the way the reason why I'm still so enthusiastic, the reason why I maybe become more and more thoughtful in my life is because I can really say there is a great treasure in Krishna consciousness. And it's real. It's not just a concept or an idea. It is r real. It is so wonderful that uh, although the journey up till now was hard, I was some many times, many maybe five times in hospital, and I was really as, uh, before. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a little extreme by my nature, so I, when I go into hospital, I'm really finished. So, uh, um, but I always felt Krishna is there. I always felt what Prabhupada said is true. I always felt. Uh, yes, uh, that, um, how do you say, that there's Krishna is in the whole, that I didn't always feel, but nowadays I think Krishna is in the holy name, let me find out uh, uh, how exactly and uh, how to, you know, but I, I feel him already. So, so yeah, I can only encourage you to go, uh, but think about uh, the difference between the ashes and the living flame. Have more contact with the living flame and not so much with the ashes, the products which come, which are to be expected. In this movement you will find, because we are still human beings, you will find scandals, but look out in the Catholic Church, they have, they have really a lot of stool on their on their shoes you know um, <laughs> you know that's how you say and I, I expressed it in the most polite way you know this is what human beings do they don't always go in the bathroom they create 
problems are, are that create anyways you know what i want to say um, yeah this is uh, so see the f living flame not the the waste products that come uh, with humanity of course you have to also see a little the waste products to correct what needs to be corrected. I, I understood this when I talked with my god brothers. Yes, yes, yes. We cannot just look away. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but it's, we should look also at the flames because they warm. The ashes don't warm us. Mm. So good. This is uh, a little bit of what I wanted to say. I thank you very much. Uh, I think I should not take up so much time. And I should now be silent and bite on my tongue. <laughs> Hare Krishna. But also thank you very much. I mean, the, the, the opening of the festival was just Amazing! I hope someone made a movie. Then I went to send it to Indra Maharaj. Uh, he will like very much to see that also. <laughs> oh. <laughs>